So once again, here's the free will thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you'd mentioned that like you don't know what the opposing view yeah. is. And so I I don't believe in free will. Okay. Um, <laughs> the brain is a, I mean, depending on, why do I formulate sentences backwards? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the brain is a machine in a way. And if you think about time in a linear fashion, mm -hmm. things happen sequentially and they lead to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so I feel as though everything that we decide is a result of the previous things that happened before. Okay. So yeah. it's like we are a we are the results of our genes and our experience. So like okay. nature versus nurture, right. but it's nature right. and nurture. Uh, and so our experience is like all of those things forward. And so it's not so much that like you don't make choices because you do. Um, it's more like the choice that you make is the one that you were going to make. Right. And so right. that's not to say that like the difficult thing about it is that like everything seems so defeatist once you reach that conclusion, which is like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what I do. Right. But that's not true because like everything that you do leads to the next thing. And so if right. you kind of like go down a path and it'll just like keep making things worse, instead you should like reshape the environment to cause everyone to make better decisions mm -hmm. if that makes sense mm -hmm. and so um why for example this is a stupid example that went to my brain first but like why is the u.s so overweight well maybe it's because it's cheaper and faster to get fast food and because the culture is so built around work and so mm -hmm. people don't have time to cook for themselves and so they will go eat fast food. And so right now the environment is designed in such a way that doesn't allow people right. to cook for themselves right. or eat healthier. That makes sense. And so it's like that's not even up to the person choosing to do McDonald's every day or something. It's just like – the system is built in such a way that encourages this sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like, you, you can break out of that, but you mm -hmm. have to do a lot of things in order to break out of that in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so instead we should like manage systems in a way that encourage better behavior. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, kind of going back to you had grown up Catholic a little bit and then grew mm -hmm. up in Christian stuff. Mm -hmm. I also grew up Catholic and then kind of fell out of it myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think that – so what you had said about like heaven and hell is like the, – the word for it is like universalist. Mm -hmm. And so like you universalists believe that like God loves everyone so much so – like, no one goes to hell. Mm -hmm. I see. And then, yeah. The, but the problem that arises with that is then, like, so what's the point of sin? Exactly. If everyone's right. going to go to heaven. Right. And so, 
Yeah, I think I feel like I like try not to have an opinion on it. <laughs> like I try not just because like it hurts me to think of anyone going to hell. Mm. Even though I make a joke sometimes, which is horrible, but I'm like, I'm going to hell. It's going to be warm. Like I, sure, that's, sure. that's horrible. I just hate the cold, but I don't really mean that. I do not want to go to hell if I there's a hell. The cold. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think I just try not to, I try not to even like talk about it or think about it, which probably isn't good. But like, just because like, I feel like we literally don't have the power, like mm-hmm. that we weren't supposed to have the power to even like, I know we have to talk about heaven and hell if there is a heaven and hell. See, look at me even questioning it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like we don't even have the power to like think about it. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm just like, I would never try to decide whose sin was like bad Mm -hmm. enough when all sin is supposed to be created equal uh, to go to hell. And then it's always confused me too. Like if there's a hell, then like say a serial killer is on his deathbed and he asks for mm. forgiveness from God, then people are like, okay, then he's going to heaven. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I just, yeah, see, it just right. it gets in a loop. Right. And that's the circles yeah. that like universalists go into, which is yeah. like, well, if the, if the sin doesn't matter for the serial killer that yeah. repents on their deathbed, yeah. then the sin doesn't really matter for anyone either. Right. And right. so it's like, right. everyone's saved. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, that's that- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, but then it's <laughs> but, like mm. just because, and so for me, I I don't believe in God. I don't believe in yeah. anything. And so, what do you call? Do you call yourself anything, or do you not define I, it? I used to use the word atheist. Okay, but like atheists are kind of assholes. So, so you're like, <laughs> I'm not claiming that. <laughs> yeah, well, I just don't like being like presenting myself as yeah. an atheist, and then people just as much as I not want to present myself as a Christian. Like, sure, you see yeah. what I'm saying like it's like yeah. <laughs> And so it's like, it's like, oh, like that yeah, douchebag who like is always like, oh, Christians are stupid and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's like whenever I first fell out of religion, I kind of did that. Yeah. Uh, at least in my own head. <laughs> yeah. And so I've kind of been trying to break out of the like, oh, this person's like the Christian thing. And yeah. so they like believe blah, 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 blah. And so I'm making all these assumptions about people. Right. right. And so like I'm trying to break myself out of that mm-hmm. um but then i don't want that to happen in the same direction to me and so it's like if someone is yeah. a christian i go like oh well I, i'm an atheist so like oh you believe yeah in all this oh, yeah it stuff. goes both ways and so yeah i just like as far as i know and what my experience has told me mm-hmm. is that like this is all that we have yeah and so we need to make this world as good as possible here right and right. if we like die then that's kind of it and that's scary yes mm-hmm. but it's like you have to do your best here mm-hmm. because we can't know if there's something yeah else for sure. afterwards for sure. and so i think that's kind of a motivating thing rather oh, than yeah <laughs> i think it definitely that totally is for sure a motivating thing i'm just like <laughs> it just seems you know, the, the more I live life, the more I start thinking crazier things, like (laughs) maybe this is a simulation, like, you know, (laughs) like bullshit like that. But (laughs) I'm like, because I guess, see, my mind is going like this loop right now. And it's like, it's like, (laughs) wait, hold on. You're running into things. This doesn't make sense that (laughs) I think this is why I don't think about that much. Cause my brain just can't straight up. Can't (laughs) understand, cannot compute. Um, but I'm like, okay, so if there's a God, if we say that we believe that there's a God, Mm -hmm. well then like, 
then I don't ask him why. Like if there was a God, but then there wasn't a hip. Like if, okay, so I guess that doesn't make sense. If there's a God, then there's a heaven. Okay, hold on. So if there wasn't yeah, a God, exactly. so, so if there wasn't a God, like how you believe, mm-hmm. then like, that's the thing where I said earlier, the reason I think there's a God is because there's things in which I'm not very scientific. Like I'm not very like mathematical. And you have fine. to be mathematical and scientific. Mm-hmm. Scientific. That's a new word. <laughs> scientific. But I feel like, see, I'm, I'm judging a book or like making a stereotype here about people who don't believe in God. I feel like those people mm. are really smart. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like you're too smart. Like I'm not too smart, but I feel like you're really smart because like, I feel like the people I've known who don't believe in God have been like, no, but that doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. I can't make that logical connection. Mm-hmm. So then that therefore that it can't be real. You know what I'm sure. saying? And then I think, see, I'm thinking of so many things that keep popping in my head, but I'm like, I don't understand how we got here mm-hmm. if there wasn't a God. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand what the point is sure. if there wasn't a God. Do you see, like, yeah. Okay, we're on this thing that's turning mm-hmm. in this huge, like, vast space, and there's other things that are turning <laughs> around us that probably have other life. Like, I'm assuming there's got to be some, there's something somewhere, mm-hmm. something somewhere else. We're not mm-hmm. the only ones out here in this mm-hmm. whole universe. Like, so, like, what is it just for shits and gigs? Like, just like, oh, like, we're just here. Yeah, well, floating. And that's the thing. It's like, so, <laughs> like, what? So, going with like the, and it's kind of, all kind of a thread here for me is that like so thinking just through like the logic of yeah. all of it like yeah. I just kind of I pursued answers is, is all I kind of yeah. wanted I was raised Catholic and so right, it's right. like with Catholicism they like they have like a book line and like answer I'm for every single right thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah y'all and, can't see me but I'm rolling my eyes yeah. and so it's like all right, well, why this? Well, why this? And I like pursued that line of logic. And so the reason it falls also into the free will conversation is because once I followed the line of logic, I had no choice but to not believe. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so it's like once you kind of put the puzzle together, it's like, well, I this is the answer here. And it's Mm -hmm. not like the answer. Like this is what I've right gathered myself yeah yeah yeah. but like i can't now that i've seen the answer to the puzzle i can't just ignore it <laughs> and yeah. so like i had that no choice sense. That yeah. Makes sense. yeah and so if like you know if you get a movie spoiled for you or something mm-hmm. and then like you watch it like you still know that that thing is coming right up. right and so it's like you can still enjoy the movie but that'll still be there in yeah. your head and then when it comes up it's you're like, oh, no, the thing happened. But like you already yeah, knew that. Right, right. And so right. like you have no choice but to know that that's there. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like just the questions were enough to like derail me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like what you were saying, even with just the premises of like if God, then God. Yeah. And so if God exists, yes, let's answer that question. And then you went to heaven and it's yeah. like, well, just because God exists doesn't mean there is yeah. heaven. Right. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and I was going to say, if God exists and there's no heaven, mm-hmm. then is he just like a masochist? Like, I'm sorry. Like, is sure. he just like, yeah, yeah. ha ha, let's yeah. watch them like sure. doing this for nothing. You know, like that's not what it makes yeah. me think. And you, I'm can, like, and you can follow that <laughs> line you know, of logic as well. I'm like, uh... <laughs> And so 
like there's all of the different ways. And I mean, we're not the first ones to have been yeah. following these trains of thought. And so like there are people who have like, all right, what if God, but no heaven? All right. What yeah. if God, but heaven and no hell? All right. Yeah. What if God and heaven and hell? And so like you can pursue every yeah. single one of those and people have probably talked about and there's books about every single one. Probably. Yeah. I haven't read them, but right. <laughs> but I mean, all we, at the end of the day, all we have is literally right now. That's all we know mm-hmm. that is for sure is exactly. literally this moment that we are like right here. Like, you know, well, well, <laughs> Unless, yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's like the other philosophers. I'm like a, I'm a philosophy hobbyist Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't like remember names and dates of things like real philosophers do. I just like remember the ideas. Right. Okay. And so there's people that are like theorizing well, or that were theorizing like, well, we could hypothetically just be like a brain in a vat. And so it's like all that we experience is just happening to our brain, but like our sensory experience Uh is just simulated and just beamed into our head. Yeah. And so, but if you arrive at that conclusion, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter because you wouldn't know otherwise. And so like it wouldn't. (laughs) Why is it like the conclusions (laughs) that we always get to, it ends up, well, then it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like we're just searching for a reason for it to matter yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) like okay well you know if if there's if i'm gonna die and go nowhere then nothing i do matters Mm. unless you're thinking the only reason it matters is because of the people who are going to come after me Mm -hmm. and i need to make sure that this place that we live on is sustainable and still here for them Mm -hmm. unless you're thinking i guess uh, in the future yeah, well, they're I coming mean, after you. you. I don't know. You could be an asshole, you and you just be like, could. "All right, this is the only part that matters." Yeah. So I'm just gonna like hoard all this wealth. Yeah, which oh, I guess sure. like some you people know, do. People that. obviously do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real thing. Yeah, but there's also like, I don't know, because I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe in free will. I don't believe in God. Then I have to make things matter for myself i create my own meaning yeah yeah and so i don't know so i guess music (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, what about um i forgot your wife's name what is her name what is is she believe the same as you or are her beliefs different the her beliefs are different and i don't make it my responsibility to force my beliefs on oh yeah totally i just Um, was wondering because i think that's super interesting to think about in relationships like even someone like a christian marrying someone who's not a Christian or mm-hmm. something. And then like, that just interests me. I don't yeah. know. Well, no, I mean, it's like, we've, we've talked about it and like it, it is a thing. I mean, you just learned that we've been together for a very long yeah. time. And so it's like, it's something that we've gone through over time. And it's like, we uh, started dating whenever like I was a Christian and she was like barely. Mm-hmm. And then I like made her more Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> you shall be Catholic. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and so, but then as she was becoming Catholic, I was asking too many questions and I like, you were like, no, fell away yeah. from it. And then like she became Catholic and I was like on my way out. And so it's like, I, so is she Catholic now? No. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and now right. we're neither are Catholic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, sure, but it's, like, we influence each other's yeah. path. Um, and 
I like I feel bad about kind of enforcing that upon her life. Yeah. Right. And so it's like the now I'm like trying to like not because yeah. I, I kind of made that mistake already. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like by forcing this, I've like put in a necessary amount of suffering mm-hmm. in both her and my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead, it's like if she wants to talk about it or if she wants to know what I think or whatever it is, like I'm not going to make it my goal to like make her the same brain as I am. That's right. not. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. like if if your goal in a relationship is to be the same person, then you should reevaluate what you want yeah. out of a relationship. You know, just date yourself because, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, I don't know, and there's stuff that you learn over time for like super long relationships. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like every, every person is different. And, right. Uh, here's unwarranted relationship advice, but like, uh, (laughs) the, the first thing, or I guess one of the first things whenever we like realized this was like a real committed thing is, uh, talking about your Mm non-negotiables. And so it's like, I am going to do music. Yeah. And if that sucks or if like it ends up to where like I'm broke and poor or whatever like I'm sorry that's just yeah we're gonna have to deal with together yeah Yeah. because that is not going to change yeah um and if you're cool with that then cool let's continue this but if not then maybe we should not be together forever and that's so like obviously we're married and so like we're cool with that so (laughs) yeah (laughs) um But, like, that's the sort of thing that, like, you know at least at this point in time where you are and what you want out of life. And so it's, like, if you have this idea that, like, this is what you're going to do with your life, then, like, the person that you want to be with you needs to be okay with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, I Sorry for the unwarranted no. relationship oh, advice. No, but, I'm yeah. down to talk about it whenever. <laughs> no worries at all. Um, I was thinking. <laughs> your water is all the way over here. Um, do you dream often? Um, yes, but. It's kind of that fleeting thing where it's like as you try to remember it, mm-hmm. you start forgetting it. Oh, and so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I remember more of the traumatizing dreams because right. those are the ones that mm-hmm. like wake me up and I have to say something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was just asking because my dreams are really, really vivid and like just odd. Mm-hmm. And it's gone to the point where I'm like do we go somewhere else? Like, are we actually like going to a different Mm -hmm. like reality when we're dreaming? Like, I know we're just like in our bed, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, I swear I'm Mm -hmm. not here anymore. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I really (laughs) don't know. I, I just like, I dream pretty much every night and I was really stressed out last week. So I was having like nightmares, like I was having dreams there. I was like in a game, almost like the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. but I was like in a mall and I was like being chased by this like weird animal character throwing like these bombs at me. And then 
I was with my friends and I was on level 14 and there was 20 levels, but I only had three <laughs> lives. And then this guy came and was like shooting me and I lost two lives. And then I shot him and then someone like sprayed this toxic gas and I was like running, like trying. And I finally like got outside and I like, took a breath and then I woke up. And, but then even last night I was having dreams about being in my house, but it was like, I was in my past, like my sister was little and we had this dog that we grew up with that wasn't like alive mm. anymore. And I kept trying to like wake up. That's the thing too, is I like have lucid dreams mm -hmm. or I have inception dreams where mm -hmm. I wake up into another dream. And so then you're just like, okay, at this point, like when am I ever awake? Like <laughs> I could always be dreaming, you know, um, dreams are just weird. Like I don't, I would love to have somebody who knows how to analyze dreams. Just like Mm -hmm. analyze the heck out of yeah. mine because they're just bizarre like mm -hmm. so yeah. weird i have my own reasoning or like for parsing that out but yeah. like uh, i think that the brain is a complicated thing and when you fall asleep it's sort of your mind like grabbing all of the things and all of the experiences that yeah. you're like worried about or like what's you know present in your subconscious right. and just kind of is this like weird like stew of <laughs> yeah. things that it's throwing yeah. at you and it sort of generates an experience because mm -hmm. like the human brain just likes to do that and mm -hmm. so like we we anthropomorphize things we add narratives of things and so it's like that's why things like that happen it's like I was here but it was also like not here yeah. because it was somewhere else. <laughs> right. And then right. like, but <laughs> and you my, were you except for you looked like this person. Yes. <laughs> and like, it's what? like, but my dad was there, but like I didn't see him, but I knew he was there. Yeah. Like <laughs> and that's yeah. that's just like I mean, those are real experiences yeah. that we have when we're awake or right. whatever we currently define as awake. Yeah. And so the the I don't know, simulation, if you will, that happens during dream state, it like it's very real feeling because mm -hmm. our brain knows what real feeling is like. Right. And That's so true. Yeah. the things that we experience in real life get sort of told in our brain mm -hmm. in the subconscious. Um, and so like. Sometimes it could have meaning. It could be that like, oh, I've been stressed about this thing. And that's right. like a way of me telling me that like you've been stressed about this mm -hmm. thing. Or it's sometimes just nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think it really is like our brains trying to process things. But like, I don't know. I just I kind of like to think that it could be something deeper because it just sounds like more exciting that way. <laughs> and I just like I go. I, I think my thing is I, I go back to the same places like mm -hmm. I like I have a lot of dreams in malls mm -hmm. I don't even go to malls that often but I'm right. in malls or I'm in airports or I'm in restrooms which I do spend a lot of time of my life going to the <laughs> restroom because my bladder is so small so uh but it's always like if I'm in the restroom the restroom is like disgusting <laughs> and there's no doors mm -hmm. and like I'm it's like a horrible experience <laughs> um and so like these could all be like anxieties that I have but it's just funny to me that I'm like 
I don't know. I just feel like I'm like going somewhere mm-hmm. like that. I'm going back to that's familiar that mm-hmm. I can like consciously recall mm-hmm. like the place, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's and interesting. You can arrive at conclusions anyways, regardless of if it's like, right. if it really matters. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh, this is like, you know, I kept having this dream and like my sister was there and it's like, I should talk to my sister. Yeah. Like if you wake up and you, and that's the conclusion that you arrive at. That's not that's, like a bad thing right. to come out of it, mm-hmm. um, regardless of if it really was your brain time trying to tell you anything at all. But if like if you end up calling your sister or something because of that, then like, cool, cool. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or like, you know, it could also allow you to make different decisions. And this is kind of where you do have to like be careful with it because it's like, sometimes it is like, oh, I had a dream where I was like a monk in the Himalayas. So I'm going to like (laughs) sell all of my earthly possessions and become a monk in the Himalayas. And it's like, just because you had a weird dream because you watched a Kung Fu movie doesn't mean that you like should go be a monk. Yeah. (laughs) Or, or I don't not as severe case of that being like, Oh, I dreamt about my ex. So I'm going to text them and let them know. No, they don't need to know. You don't need to tell them, but Mm -hmm. you know, my brain's like, but uh, what if they got diagnosed with cancer and they haven't told you, you might want to just check in, you know, like (laughs) worst case scenario. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no (laughs) dreams are something else. They're very, very interesting. I've been having some crazy ones where I just like, wake up i'm like i don't think i've even been resting i'm like i've just been like (laughs) running in my dreams like i don't i need to record myself because i wonder if i say things like surely Mm. i'm saying something because i wake up so tired do you have a dream journal i don't have a dream journal but usually like the ones i've been having lately i'll wake up and i'll either like voice record to my friend or something or like Mm -hmm. type it out really quick so Mm -hmm. i don't forget it um but i was just having so many weird ones and they just the the inception ones and the lucid ones are the always Mm -hmm. i i wish i could like chill lucid dream i can't (laughs) i like figure out i'm dreaming and i'm like oh my god wake up wake up and i Mm -hmm. just like lose my shit i'm just like oh i gotta wake up and i start thinking i i think that i know where i am in real life like I'm normally wrong, but mm. in my dream state, I'm like, Oh, I'm in this room at this house. Mm-hmm. I need to contact someone in real life yeah. to go wake me up from this room because I don't want to dream anymore. Like I'm mm-hmm. trying to contact real life me <laughs> and I'm like, what in the heck? Like, yeah. it's just, it's really trippy. And this is why I don't do drugs because I think <laughs> that my brain is already creative enough. Mm. I'm, I terrify <laughs> myself sober. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. Right. Well, I mean, Uh, I don't actually do drugs or drink either. And so, um, well, I don't know if you drink, but Mm -hmm. the, I feel like I just use music for that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if instead of like, oh, I had a bad day. I'm going to like have a few drinks or something. For me, it's like, I had a bad day. I'm just going to like pick up my guitar and just like scream. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's totally, I think that's much more healthy. So not for my voice, but. not for your voice, but maybe long-term for your whole body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, I have, I, I hope are healthy coping methods. Uh, so, I mean, it's like, I, 
people have told me in the past that I'm like mentally healthy. That's good. And so I was like, cool. I had like, I've got that one down. We'll try to keep that that way. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see if the stress deals with anything else. But I mean, everyone's stressed nowadays. So I know. What do you, so for work, Mm -hmm. what do you have like another job besides music or do you just do music or like not just do, but you know Yeah, yeah, no, like. I work for bear pools. Like, <laughs> oh, you do, you do. You told me that. You yeah. told me that. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's like, that's what makes money. And like every okay. musician has like a thing yep. that it's like, this is the thing that you will have to pay for things until I can just do music. Yep. I've uh, been like trying to like run away from the like big girl job thing. I don't <laughs> want it. But my dad's like, mm, no, you need to do that. And I'm like, Ugh. What though? <laughs> that's the that's the thing that frustrates me is I'm like everyone's always like go get a job and I'm like, can you tell me where anyone told us how we were going to do that? Yeah, in school, where mm. do they ever say <laughs> like okay here's here's the rundown you get online you put these filters in whatever I still don't know yeah. I mean like I like I could try harder that's the true statement I could try harder but like I like got on LinkedIn the other day and was like looking at jobs and I. It would be like looking for jobs fucking it'd be like sucks. manager of Target. <laughs> yeah. Like and I'm like, okay, like that might be what someone wants. That's wonderful, mm. but that's not <laughs> what I'm well, I don't know what I'm looking for. That's mm. what makes it even harder. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I'm a creative, okay? I have pink hair, <laughs> tattoos, a nose ring, and I'm not gonna have a job that's gonna tell me I can't. Yeah. So, and it's hard when you get corporate because Mm -hmm. they are, they want you to be Mm -hmm. a cookie cutter. They're like, you know, normal hair, no nose ring, (laughs) cover your tattoos. And I'm like, I hope that they they grow out of that because I think we're getting hopefully towards that. People are being more accepting of people's like own outwardly expression of themselves. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of places it's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my dad, even today, this morning, I dyed my hair last night and he Mm -hmm. looked, he's like, oh, your hair got more pink. And I was like. (laughs) Yep, just went to bed. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> and he's like, great. He hates it. But well, so I mean, so here's kind of the reasoning for like the, oh, how do we reduce the division? I think that, uh, again, I'm formulating senses, sentences backwards, but I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, how do we reduce the division is like putting yourself in the shoes of the people that you like don't like. Um, and so the it used to be that like whenever someone had like weird crazy hair or yeah. tattoos or something it meant that they were like an actual criminal right <laughs> right right um nowadays it's like expanded out to be it's just like people who are creative right um right. and so but like that's the thing is that's also kind of flipped because the reason why people wouldn't get tattoos or like have crazy hair is because the social pressure of like what that meant to other people was keeping them from doing that and so now there's less social pressure and now more people are okay with like coloring their hair and getting Mm -hmm. tattoos and so now it's going to be flipping to the other side to where it's like the corporate people have to realize that they're missing out on very good people by excluding people that are fun yeah 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 and i i mean i went to college and i got the piece of paper that said i did the thing mm-hmm. so you know yeah, i'm I have like three of them oh see you got lots of those papers yeah i that was like pulling teeth to get me to finish that and i i still don't know how i did it and like i'm glad that i have the piece of paper i guess but like has the piece of paper done anything for me mm-hmm. no so um you know 
I should apparently be able to get good jobs because mm-hmm. of the piece of paper, but um, <laughs> I guess you got to like apply for them or something. So, <laughs> but eventually, I think I I don't like structure. Like mm-hmm. I am like let me do my thing. Like I don't want to be on a schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay up till four a.m. and sleep till two p.m. if I want to. Um, but I do think that with structure and like having a little bit more of a schedule, I would be a lot happier just because I would have a, like a path, <laughs> not just be like, well, I got nothing to do today. Like, you know, <laughs> so I think getting a job would be beneficial. Like, but the thought of like sitting in a cubicle from <laughs> nine to five does not do anything for me. Mm. So hoping that there's something that's perfect, <laughs> you know, something. Well, so there's a. I don't know. Like I, I grew up a, a poor immigrant. So like the, <laughs> the whole, like get a job you bum was yeah. way more pressing because right. it's like, we're not going to support you. We can't. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And so like I've done a whole bunch of weird jobs. Yeah. Uh, and so like I did inventory and then I worked at Sprouts and then I did, escape rooms for a little bit and then I worked at H&M and then I and so it's like all those different things and then like now I'm working in pools and it's Mm -hmm. like even after getting three pieces of paper I still like I'm working in pools right but but that's because kind of going back to a previous idea like I it's not my fault that COVID happened yeah it's not my fault that like the jobs that I had that were related to my pieces of paper, like went away because of it. And so mm-hmm. like I, I worked for ACM producing uh, their master classes, like oh, during a cool. new podcast, but then like uh, UCO had a budget freeze. And so like my contract with them ended and they couldn't renew it because COVID. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, right. well, right. Uh, yeah. looks like one of my best friends from high school, like is, needing help and so like cool i do pools but i have a fucking master's degree in music composition (laughs) it's really weird times it's really weird and you know that's something too that i like always try to be like conscious about is that like i definitely like am fortunate to have like being able to live at my dad's you know and Mm. like have that for sure and i don't take that for granted do i think that the life I just as like you didn't choose a life mm-hmm. that you were brought into, mm-hmm. like I, just how I didn't choose mine. Do I feel like maybe if I was less fortunate or like pushed harder that mm. um, I would probably have like a job job right now? Probably. I probably mm. wouldn't still be living at my dad's house, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so like it's definitely it when you have things like that, like given to you you definitely don't feel like you have to try as hard. And like, Mm -hmm. I see the benefits and also how it holds me back, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Like my dad growing up, like he, he like had to buy his own first car and like he was working when he was really young. And like, Mm -hmm. he always was working, working, working from a young age. And like, but I think that because he did that, maybe it made him want us to not have to do that, exactly. you know? Mm -hmm. So then he like, overcompensated (laughs) and then it it made a whole different so it's like maybe it's going to be this pattern like of i don't know right you know and that that always happens with generations there's like the wave of like overbearing parents versus like super relaxed parents and overbearing parents and and so it's like the 
the parents that were like, oh, I work super hard. So like my kids don't have to. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, dang it. I got lazy kids now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole, it's, it's just a whole thing. And not, I'm I not saying know. you're lazy. But. Oh no, no. I, there's definitely parts of me that are definitely lazy. It's okay. I can claim that. I, but I did, I did have like a big girl job for a second last, it was almost a, I guess it was almost a year ago. Yeah. March. I don't remember anymore. I don't remember how long it was, but I was a receptionist at a dental, mm-hmm. like a dentist. Yeah, and, those, those um, pop up all the time. Yeah, I, that's what I was doing. I was recently looking through yeah. a lot of job postings, and so like I see a lot yep. of those. <laughs> yeah, and so I was doing that, and not the dream job. I mean, I was like doing like insurance, like talking mm-hmm. to insurance, and like getting their benefits, and like all that jibber jabber and it ended up being like a really toxic environment for me like Mm -hmm. i i don't think i had pink hair then i (laughs) I don't think i was i can't remember no i don't i didn't have pink hair and it was just like the my coworkers. it was like all women no offense to women some women are great but like it was very catty and like Mm. not i did not fit in and i like i'm not an anxious person but when i was there i had like a Mm -hmm. ton of anxiety and it was it was 12 hour shifts three days a week, yeah. which is nice because you get four days off, but mm-hmm. you're spending 12 hours a day with people, yeah. you know, and I like wasn't eating very well. And like I lasted about three months and I was like, I got to go like mm-hmm. this is not worth it to me. Like would I have been making bank by mm-hmm. the time I now if I would have stayed with it. Yeah, I probably would have had my own place like it would be a totally different mm-hmm. story. But at what cost? Like that's my that's my thing is like I. I do need to find somewhere to work, but I also don't want to like completely like tank my mental health in the process and not, you know, I think that that, there's something out there that hopefully (laughs) I can like be happy doing, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but like that is the, the investments that we make as like grown ass adults is mm -hmm. that like, all right, well, how much of my time do I want to spend doing some sort of labor so that I can spend whatever remnants of free time doing what I love. But then it's like the very American ethic is like work so hard that like you, you get home and just die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so like we're working ourselves to death because of this culture, but it's like the, the threshold of like how much work you do versus how much money you get back has Mm -hmm. gotten like way, way smaller. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, people do have to work like, a full 40 hour work mm-hmm. week and like work themselves to death because right. productivity is expected to be this much. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, now that I get home, like I have time to cook something and it's not enough time that like I get to like do the thing that I want to. Cause that needs a little mm-hmm. bit more time. And so like, I'll, I'll just like watch TV and go to bed. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, that's, that's the cycle that like everyone is in mm-hmm. right now and everyone has been in for a right. long time. Right. And so it's like, yeah, sometimes to break yourself out of that, you do have to take risks and like, so yeah, sometimes you do have to like, you know, I want to quit my job and just like do the thing that I want to. But then there's the other side of that. It's like, I have no money to support the, the thing. thing that I, I want know. to. So, and that's something I really hope one day I can support myself with my like creativity and like photography and music, mm-hmm. like for myself, but even more so, I think to like slightly prove a point to my dad because like he <laughs> doesn't think that will ever happen. But like, I recently uh, found out, like, I think it was last week, that my dog has heartworms. Great mother, mm-hmm. I am. I didn't realize that 
dogs get heartworms from mosquito bites. Uh, So like a mosquito will bite an infected dog and then bite another dog and give them heartworms. Hmm. So I like thought like any other parasite, my dog had to be exposed to a dog with heartworms. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't like preventing it. Mm. So she got heartworms. She's 80 pounds. So it's going to be like $1,300 to treat her. So I was like, great. So that stressed me out a lot. And I like put a little call out on Instagram, like offering discounted 30 minute photography Mm. sessions. And in the past when I've done like mini sessions, honestly, not that many people have booked them. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why, Mm. but this has been completely different. I don't Mm. know if it's just because there's like a cause and people are like, (laughs) Oh, I'm helping the dog or like what? But yeah, I have like, I mean, probably like 10 shoots booked, probably like maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. And it's all in one week. So it's going to be like hell. But I'm like, if I could find a way to like keep that Mm -hmm. up, you know, and like consistently do that. But Mm -hmm. it's just with creativity and like endeavors like that. It's so up and down. Like all at once or nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just. Yeah, it's hard. That's that's the creative business. And it is. (laughs) It is. Um, but I mean, that's the, like, at least with photography, like people can look at your Instagram profile and be like, Oh, this is the kind of stuff that she does. I know what I'm getting into. And so I was actually having this conversation with a friend yesterday, but it's like, sometimes you have to like build it first. And so it's like, here's Mm -hmm. the thing. It exists. You can look at it and this is what tells you that I'm capable of this. Mm -hmm. And so like, I can look at your Instagram and be like, wow, she's a really good photographer. Right, and so, right. Like, I I would book that shoot. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, like, people can see that. But maybe, let's say, like, two or three years ago, maybe you didn't have yeah. as much out there. And right. so it's like, hey, I'm doing shoots. And, and they're like, like crickets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It, building the clientele and, like, photography is really, like, it's really competitive too. I mean, mm. like a lot of people are photographers or claim to be photographers yeah. and it's just like, you know, it is a competitive thing. And even here though, it's in, the market isn't as saturated here as other places, mm-hmm. but, um, and another thing, if you want to be a photographer in Oklahoma and you wanted to just be a photographer and nothing else, it's very hard to not do weddings. Like, yeah. Weddings exactly. is what the big photographers that do photography, mm-hmm. that's book booking like two weddings a month or something. I mean, my like, like lowest rate for a wedding is 1200. Mm-hmm. So like if I booked two $1,200 weddings a month, like that would be, that would yeah. be really great for me, yeah. you know? But <laughs> like, I just don't advertise that. I'm just like, yeah. it's just how it goes back to the whole thing of like how much stress, how much mental stress do I want to put mm-hmm. myself through for this thing. And sometimes <laughs> Sometimes you have to, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just choose not to. So Yeah, yeah. And then the other part is like time. So like yeah. one thing for me, it's like it's always time and money. And so it's like, do I want to like pay someone to manage my social media? Not really. I don't know if like I trust anyone that like or if I know anyone that I would trust well enough to do that. And so like right. I'm just going to do it myself. And yeah. that takes a lot of time it does so mm-hmm. like yeah i've been doing it myself and it's like every once in a while like the other day i was like oh crap i need to like schedule a post yeah. and so i was like uh put the thing out like, cool. like, yeah. um <laughs> but it's yeah. like you know i'm i'm a musician and i'm marketing an album and i like all right cool i like put out the album and then i like did all the work to like I did like 13 podcasts because it's like for each track. And then I did like 
you know, all this stuff. And then it still feels like once it comes out, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> okay, here you go, world. Like, come is. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that's exhausting, too. But it's like it was a lot of time and, like, no money. I know. And so it didn't I feel it. I cost feel me it. anything to do that. But still, would it be <laughs> cool if it made me something? Yeah. yeah. Like, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I get that. It's a lot of work. Like we were saying earlier, it's like you're not just putting out a song or an album or it's like you have to advertise it if you want it to do anything, mm-hmm. you know? And I had a friend that was helping me helping me with that, like doing campaigns on like Instagram or Facebook mm-hmm. and trying to figure all that out and I've learned a little bit but there's still so much more I could learn about marketing and like yeah. really digging deep into that and figuring out how to target the people I want and like I think Spotify helps a lot for that too though like being mm-hmm. able to look at like where your listeners are located what ages they are what mm-hmm. genders they are and yeah. actually taking that and then translating it into a marketing strategy on Instagram and Facebook yeah. where you're targeting those same places mm-hmm. where you already know people know of you, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> being aware of that is helpful, but it's yeah. still, would it be nice to just have someone who knows what they're doing, doing it? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. But that costs money. <laughs> but here we go back to the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. But it also like you, you have good music. And so it's like, that's the, that's the difference though, too, is that like you can spend as much money as you want into advertising or whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, if it's not good, like people will, a lot of people will see it and think that it's not good. Right. So it's It's like, um, it's yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's like, I made an ambient album. Mm -hmm. I knew going in that like people don't listen to ambient music. And so it's like, this is just music that I happened to make and it is an ambient album. And so it's like, well, I have it. I might as well put it out. And so it's like, here you go world. But it's like, nobody, like nobody markets ambient albums. <laughs> and right. So, right. Like, that makes sense. And so, yeah, like my numbers aren't as high as I want them to be, yeah. but like I, I'm a little more over it now yeah. because it's like, I've kind of accepted that like, yeah, that's just what it is. But then also, like, maybe I shouldn't uh, base my worth over the numbers on See, that's my a whole other thing, too. <laughs> I know. I feel like we, a lot of us do that and feel that way. And it's hard not to. Like, I was talking to my friend the other day about how Instagram was talking about taking away likes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want them to. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like... Okay, so people can still comment, right? Mm-hmm. People most of the time don't comment. Yeah. So if I post something, will I still be able to, well, okay, so can I still see the insights? I guess yes. Mm-hmm. But likes are what's telling me that I'm reaching people mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm yeah. like, if you like it, you just engaged with me. I know I'm not just like yelling into the void. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're <laughs> seeing this mm-hmm. an interaction. Um, so I don't want them to go away. But it's it's hard because I've definitely been that person to post a picture and then I'm like oh, it got no likes in five minutes. Like, take it off, you know, like, and it's like, that's stupid. That's so dumb. But like somehow we got here where we're like waiting for people to validate us for the things that we Mm -hmm. make when at the end of the day, if you like them and you're proud of them, then you, then why can't it be enough? Right. Like this is the thing I did (laughs) and I'm just going to put it out here. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I'm proud of it. You know? Right. It's taking me, it's taking me time to get to that point. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm there now. Like I've, I've kind of given up on telling people about the album and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be at the end of like 
the podcast outro here. So if yeah. you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, you're going <laughs> to hear gonna about hear it. it. <laughs> but like the I'm like tired of doing the social media thing because like everyone talks about like the hustle and I'm like, yeah. I, I only have so much hustle in me <laughs> before right. it's like, I don't know, like. I'm married. We're like renting a house. I have like a small group of friends. I'm like, I'm an ambivert. Like you, you talked a lot about yeah, being an extrovert. Middle. And so it's yeah. like, I, I'm mostly introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I'm a musician, I actually really enjoy performing. Yeah. Um, since I did a lot of music, uh, during like middle school and high school and stuff, like I kind of lost that stage fright. And so I, I'm not nervous on stage and I am nervous in like large groups of people. (laughs) Yeah. See, we're opposite. (laughs) I'm nervous on stage, but not in the large groups of people. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's funny. I'm like, because I'm an extrovert, I feel like I shouldn't have stage fright, but it's different though. It's like, it is, it's me like literally letting you read my diary, but I'm singing it to you. Yeah. Like, and I'm hoping (laughs) that the notes I hit are are nice and you're not like right. wincing you know like, yeah. it's like <laughs> but that's like one reason i started the podcast is because like i don't i don't do small talk yeah and so Neither it's like <laughs> it's okay <laughs> yeah and so it's like so am i just gonna like talk to people about the weather for the rest of my life yeah, because no it's like pass the best conversations that i have with people are like this where we like start talking about deep stuff and we right. get into like the real shit that we really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, yeah, this is like this one-on-one thing or even just like, you know, three people is ideal for me because it's like, oh, great. We can talk about the real stuff without dealing with like the social awkwardness yeah. for me. And so yeah, like, for sure, for me, like this is great. It works wonderful. Yeah. Um, and so kind of going back is that like, I, I'm like scared to put myself out there because I am so like introverted with like larger groups of people. And so like, and it's part of the like humility turns into self-loathing. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm humble. Like I, I know that I'm not like the greatest or whatever, (laughs) which kind of turns into just like everything I make is garbage. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it fluctuates and it's like, this is a really good track and this is a really good song. And I feel like people should really like, look at this. But then once I get to like, Hey, you look at my stuff, you have so many things in your day that you could be doing, but instead you should listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not, I don't have the confidence to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. That makes sense. That makes complete sense. But it's like. What if they want to anyways? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is try. Maybe, they, yeah. maybe they're down. You know, yeah. I've, I have my, like on my Tinder, my dating app bios and stuff. <laughs> I have like that. I'm a musician heart space. And then I like link one of mm. my songs on there. Yeah. And there's been guys that will literally like, and they get replies because I'm like, of course I'm going to reply to you. Like you're talking to me about my music. Like yeah. that's cool. Like they'll literally listen to it and be like, like one dude was like, um, and candles at two thirty. Was that a match striking? And I was like, yes. Like yeah, if they like engage and they actually listen and I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like mm-hmm. obviously like, even if it's not like a romantic thing or I'm not attracted to you, it doesn't have to be like that. And mm-hmm. I just kind of like, 
if I had to tell you that eventually I will, but like, <laughs> I mean, I hope that you just know we're just pals chatting, yeah. you know, even though I get that it's a dating app, but like, why can't we just like chat and be just pen pals enjoy and other just, humans? Yeah. Like, why is that so weird? You know, <laughs> um, I was going to, Oh, I was going to ask you, what is your Zodiac sign? Oh, uh, Libra. Mm-hmm. Libra, my best friend is a Libra. <laughs> this is a good one. Have you ever taken? See, here's me with my questions. Sure, sure. Yeah, my, please. Have you ever taken a personality test like uh, the Myers Briggs? Yeah, I did do the Myers Briggs. I did do the Enneagram as well, but I don't remember yeah, <laughs> what my I result don't. was because I didn't. I didn't care for the way that it classified. Enneagram them, so. is is Enneagram is one of the ones I think that you have to actually research even after you take the test mm-hmm. because. I got high scores on like three different numbers and I can identify yeah. with all three of them, like different parts. Yeah, I think that so was... I'd really have to like dive into it and like dissect myself more. Yeah. But what is, eh. what's your Myers Briggs? Uh, I do you remember the, like two or three times that I've done it, I've gotten ENFP. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. So like I because again, I like fluctuate. But you're an with, ambivert, so you're extroverted, yeah. introverted. You're probably Barely more extroverted. Yes, I would I'm also barely uh, feeling. Okay. So like I'm, 50, I'm just 50. on the line over feeling. Okay. Because I could have been. Yeah. ENTP. I also could have been INTP or INFP. Right. Right. Um, it gives, but it consistently gives you ENFP though. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes I sense. I find a lot of ENFPs. <laughs> like <laughs> we're like magnets or something. Like I'll be yeah. talking to someone and I, usually I can tell. I wouldn't mm. have guessed you to be an ENFP uh-huh. because of like introversion. I would have felt like mm-hmm. you'd be introvert. But like I, I feel like I would have guessed you to be like INFJ or something. Mm. But I don't know why. But like I could be talking to somebody sometimes and be like, what's your personality type? And they'll be like ENFP. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I think that, um, the F comes from like, I'm a musician. And so it's like, I don't know it. There are, I'm sure there are musicians that are also like thinking more, but like the music that I resonate with and the music that I like making is more feel based. Uh, as right. you do as well. Right. And so the the extroversion also comes with the music part. Yeah. And so like I I really enjoy like performing. I really enjoy um I actually don't get to act much, but like But you did before. I, yeah. I do enjoy acting. Um and so it's like I do have like a performer in me that I always like putting into things if I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the yeah, the other part is that like I'm not broadly social. So that's why conversations like this are more my sense. my jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well but. hey, I'm always down for that too. I'm I'm the person that's at a bar meeting a new person in a group of people that's like trying to talk about the nitty gritty. Like, yeah, yeah. So your parents still together or they get divorced <laughs> and like, you know, and they're like, we're here in the middle of this bar and I can barely hear you. And I'm like, but I want to right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it right now. Right, yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's okay. We'll just talk louder. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Just scream about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I mean, and that's why like, I don't like bars as well. Yeah. One, I don't drink. Yeah. But, uh, and then also like. Have you gotten the like COVID trauma, which is like, do you like watch a TV show and like there's just groups of oh people my God, and like, yes, what are you doing? Yes, yes, all yeah. the time. Like, oh my God, they're so close. Stop. Oh, they just shared a drink. Stop. Oh my gosh, they're sharing food. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is not real, right? This didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, yeah, it yeah. took place a long time ago. It's yeah, fine. They're yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I think that that's a thing, too. Like, going out is... I've gone out to, like, patios. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was, like, super stressful. And now, I think I've just, like, as horrible as it sounds, started to, like, ignore it and just be like, okay... Just this is happening, and if I get coronavirus, this is what's going to happen to me. Like yeah. I made this decision for myself. Here we are. So yeah, I've been I've been more scared. Like I've I've been seeing people like start to do shows and stuff, and like people that I know are like booking stuff, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, my producer's been booking a lot of things and like weddings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm around him, so I'm like. Dear God, yeah. like you're going to get coronavirus and you're going to give it right to me. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, it's li- like my primary instrument is my voice. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, if I like spend two weeks coughing, like, you know, whenever I'm sure you feel this too, but like, you know, when you lose your voice mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm never going to sing again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you do not want that to happen. Yeah. No. Like that happens every time that it's like you wake up one day. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's like, well, all right, it's, it's done for. I better start planning a different career path because like I, I'm done singing. Done, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Cause like, I don't know. I could probably get better at guitar. I could probably get better at piano, yeah, but like I'm, I'm best at singing. So I'm just yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. And so like COVID has scared me because oh, yeah. of that. And so it's like, I, I'm just going to stay away as much as I can just because I don't want to, for whatever reason, like cough up a lung. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it does not sound fun. I've known people who've had it and I'm like, so far so good that I know of. <laughs> I could have had it and just not known, but right. you know, so but far so good. <laughs> the, the experts quote unquote, uh, say that like, if you spend a lot of time outside, like vitamin D is really like yeah. good for fighting it. And so like my day job, I work outside on so pools. Like, I'm and good. So it's like, yeah, I, like my, my like tan lines are yes, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, they really are. <laughs> um, so it's like, I think I'm good, but also I still don't want it. <laughs> no, want to avoid it for sure. For yeah. Sure. But I don't know. I've. I've also been very bad at just like promoting myself in general. So it's like, oh, even if I do want to book gigs, it's like I don't I don't even know how to. So <laughs> Well, especially now. It's just a weird it's weird for everyone right now. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Hopefully one day we'll get back to the normal, at least some new normal. Yeah. That's better than this. That's what we can hope for. Yeah. What's your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. I'm a fire sign. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't actually know anything they're, about it. They're so. like, uh, they're centaurs. They're like, I don't know if this is what centaur means, but they're the like half horse, half man thing that shoots like, yeah, they shoot arrows. Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my necklace is like a heart with an arrow through it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just like really free spirited. Like, I mean, that's how I would describe myself. Like we're really loyal, but we don't really settle down with people unless we find the right one. And then once we do, like we're in it, but it's, it's definitely hard to get me to like settle down, like with like date somebody. I'm like, oh, you're taking away my freedom. <laughs> like, uh, but. So uh, this is kind of a funny thing. So it's like in the same way that earlier I mentioned like, oh, Christianity, here's like my prejudices. I'm also trying to fight that with like 
Zodiac. Because oh, like yeah. I I don't care. And I'm usually just like, it sounds like bullshit. Either so. people either <laughs> people you ask them their zodiac sign mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, I'm this, 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 my rising is this, my moon is this, my blah blah blah. And they like <laughs> tell you their whole birth chart. Or mm-hmm. they're like, No, it's bullshit. So yeah. like you gotta I I have to be careful when I ask people. I'm like, either they're gonna love this question or they're gonna hate this question. Mm-hmm. This is a funny thing, because like since I don't care about zodiac signs, yeah. but I will say this, it, it seems to me like most Libras don't care about zodiac signs, which is kind of like a self-fulfilling yeah. thing yeah. that it's yeah. like, it's like meh. I don't care. You are what you also, don't care yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My other friend that I think I do know a few Libras, but I don't remember if they cared or not. My friend <laughs> Beck, I don't think she really, I mean... I don't think she dislikes it, but she's an artist. She paints. So I'm like, it's creative people, the Libras. Um, But no, I just think it's interesting. Like, I don't like base my whole identity off of being a Sagittarius, (laughs) though. I do like think that I am a very much like one, at least how they're described. Um, But there's a lot more that goes into it, too. Just like, I don't know, like talking about your birth chart and then like goes like into what time you were born the place Mm -hmm. you were born and like where the planets and the stars were when Mm -hmm. the second you came into the earth you know so i mean whatever it's just interesting Mm -hmm. to talk to other people what there's about their signs and like how you may or may not be compatible and to see if that really has any (laughs) like truth to it at all um sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it does so yeah but it's still it's just fun and so it's like the thing that i have to do is just like just let people enjoy things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, like what are, what are Libras like then? What's the I mean, usual? I think I, I actually, I know more about like specific signs that I'm like, I feel like either I've been interested in romantically or <laughs> cause then I'm like, Hmm, like really <laughs> diving into the compatibility at that point. I'm like, mm. okay, Sagittarius and so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, all I know is just based off of my, like, right. one Libra friend. So <laughs> I, I that's not a very good representation. Yeah, that's fine. I just, there's a lot more I can learn about it. Like, I'm not at the level mm. where I can be like, oh, like, completely size you up <laughs> because you told me your sign. Um, now, if you were, like, also another Sagittarius, I'd probably be like, have some assumptions about you. <laughs> or if you were, like, a Capricorn, I would be like, oh, Capricorn. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's like you can just say because it's the same thing. It's like if you go, oh, like I'm an ENFP and right. other people would be like, oh, but it's like it's, it's just, just a bunch of letters. For, like it's, it's really just another reason for someone to put you like in, boxes. in a box is yeah. what how, as a lot of people who don't like it. I know that's how they feel about it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, just put me in a box. And but see, for me, though, it's not that way because I'm not like. I might jokingly be like, oh, you're a Capricorn because Mm. my ex is a Capricorn, (laughs) you know, but like, I'm not going to stop there. I'm not going to be like, oh, Capricorn, mm, gotta go. Like, then I'm going (laughs) to ask you like about your whole life, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just like how what I start out with, but (laughs) then we're going to go way deeper after that, you know? (laughs) No, I mean, like, and there's also like. The failure again of like, oh, you're a Libra, so you don't care about horoscopes, which is why, right. like, 
it makes sense here. And it's like mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like, oh, well, like you're just trying to put me in a box. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a box for people who don't like being put in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny actually yeah yeah (laughs) but like I don't know what I think that because I had this conversation with um Derek Brown actually uh he plays keys in the flaming lips uh the like he was into like personality tests and stuff and he was like yeah like my wife is this thing and like Mm -hmm. I like had her take it and I was like, oh, I knew it. And then like my kids and then like, oh, I knew it. And so it's like, there's something to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there is. I I mean, there's a lot that goes into making someone who they are. So I don't think you can just like pinpoint one thing and be like, that's sums you up. Yeah. Like it's definitely not like that. But I think that there are similarities in, in Mm. people like, Unfortunately, maybe there are like there are boxes that people yeah, can yeah. fall into. Not <laughs> that that they are just that box. Yeah. But they have things in common with other people in that box. Mm-hmm. And maybe they have things in common with a different box too. But like, yeah. you know, it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it just is exciting and it's like a good place to start when you're yeah, getting yeah. to know somebody yeah. instead of like asking, well, my favorite question, I don't know how I've never asked this this whole time, which I know your answer because you're married, but <laughs> I ask people if they've ever been in love. That's mm-hmm. like the first question I ask people mm-hmm. just because, I don't know, it's like a deep question that mm-hmm. people, they don't expect you to just be like, hey, like, yeah. my name is Madeline. Also, have you ever been in love? They're like, what? <laughs> and I feel like you can know a lot about a person mm-hmm. knowing if they've experienced love or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, it's a funny thing because like, obviously I'm married, but I don't believe in soulmates. Okay. I don't know that I, I don't know that I believe in soulmates because I feel like if I believed in soulmates, then I would have to believe I'd only love one person. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't believe that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, if you've been in love, then like you've loved that person. That was a real experience that you had, but like, and then if it just didn't end up working out, like that's okay too. Yeah. And it's just like keep going about your life it doesn't mean that like oh you failed at life because you didn't find the one that you loved or something no it's just like yeah keep going yeah (laughs) yeah I think that it I mean I think that soulmate sounds like a nice thing but I don't think that's realistic because like you can love different people for completely different reasons Mm. and fall in love with them for completely different reasons and that love can feel and be completely different than the one before you know like I've been in love twice I was in love in high school like I dated Mm. a guy in high school for like almost a year we thought we were going to get married would I know him Nathan Lauder you know Zach Lauder Zach it was in our grade Nathan was a year older than us but uh (laughs) he we dated it's just funny because the other day I was in my fields and I was like going through my special box and like looking through <laughs> all these things, sentimental things I had. And I like found the journal that me and Nathan kept mm. and I was like sending pictures of it to my friend. Cause I was like, look at how we talk to each other. Like, this is crazy. It's like eight years ago. Yeah. And like, he's married, lives in California, has a son. Like mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to him in years, yeah, yeah. but it's just like so weird. I was like, he wrote like in the journal, like talking about how he wants to like grow old with me and buy a house and how he wants to like 
me have me videotape our like child like learning how to walk and i'm like the crazy part about that is i've seen that yeah in real life i follow his wife on instagram and like watched them video their son moses walking and i'm like so he did it something yeah and he always (laughs) wanted to i mean like and i'm so happy for him but it's just crazy to think like that we were planning that whole thing out Mm -hmm. and it's with a completely different person you know mm. and and i mean he and i are so different like he's a pastor <laughs> like i mean if that tells yeah, you anything yeah. like we're just not <laughs> we were going two completely different directions sure, sure. but yeah i mean that was like my first love and that was like naive love like i feel like your first love if you have more than one mm-hmm. is like the one where you've not been hurt before and you don't have as many apprehensions. So you're just like, Oh, I'm just going to go for it. You just do it. You're just in it. You're like, nothing can scare you. You're, you haven't been burned. Mm -hmm. And then you, then you get burned and hopefully not, but I mean, probably (laughs) the first one doesn't normally Mm -hmm. last, but, and then the second one is like, Oh, like, I didn't know I could feel like this. Like I felt like this for the first person. And now I feel this like, Whoa, what's this? And then, well, and then in my case, that one also burned me. So <laughs> we're just, you know, waiting for the third love. Uh- <laughs> right. But kind of like what you were saying before is that like you, you need the bad to make the good that totally. much better. And so it's like, yeah, the, I mean, even like creatively and musically and stuff, like my favorite music is that which is like the most depressing or like the most yeah and so or like give me a sad song and i'm like this is the best i've ever heard exactly (laughs) uh that's why brand new is like one of my favorite bands uh (laughs) but like i don't know like i have a hard time writing even like happy songs too so like even if it sounds happy it's like oh well that i just gotta insert something in there to just like zing something depressing or something it was like i'm not i'm not a sad person right but it's like it's just good to experience those feelings about like like my friend she just went through a breakup and it's been really hard for her and she's my friend who's really christian and so she's been listening to a lot of christian music and Mm -hmm. she's like told me like i don't let myself listen to sad music like i can't go there like i just can't Hmm. i can't be sad like i she was like having such a hard time that she didn't want to make herself feel worse, you know? But for me, it's completely different. I'm like, no, like when I'm (laughs) sad, I like feed that shit. I'm like, Oh, bask in the sad music. Like Mm -hmm. I I feel like seen, I feel heard. I feel it's like cathartic, you know, Mm -hmm. to like just feel the feels. And I I don't think she was, she wasn't suppressing her feelings by Mm -hmm. any mean, by any means, but like, she was just like, I know how low I am and I do not want to go lower, you know? Mm. And so it's just a different perspective. Cause to me, I'm like sending her these sad songs. I'm like, Oh, this relates so much to your yeah. situation. And I'm like, Oh, I hope she didn't think I'm like just trying to make her sad. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not, that's just like how I operate. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I do. And that's another thing about sad music too, is I like, I think I'm a pretty empathetic person but like a healthy empathetic, whereas I don't really take on other people's problems, mm-hmm. but I can simp- like empathize with them, yeah, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll listen to a song and I'll hear something that's not mm-hmm. even my situation. And I'll be like, Oh my God. And yeah. I get immediately get chills all over my body for mm-hmm. someone else's situation, thinking about them hearing the song. Mm-hmm. And then I got to send it to them. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I have a lot yeah. of songs that I write from, I mean, my first like singer songwriter album is like entirely hypothetical like stories i just made up stories that's cool um but like i have songs that are just like 
other people's stories yep. that I just like put myself in there yep. and wrote a song. And so <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I was telling um, my producer, Garrison, he's also my friend. It's kind of funny to just be like my producer. Right. Uh, but I was telling him, I was like, I think that album two, heart space. I want to be my friend's stories. Like mm-hmm. just the breakups they've gone through because I've already started writing songs for them or mm-hmm. like, a verse and a chorus and then I don't write anymore, but it's just like a little small like song for them that mm-hmm. I start. And I'm like, I could totally just like collect stories from people and just write about them. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> for me is like, I think eventually I'll get to the point where I write like hypothetical situations and like kind of become something outside of myself with heart space. Mm-hmm. But like right now it feels like the right thing to do is just be completely like real yeah, and like write real situations. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, we've been going at this for a while. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, we have for sure. <laughs> uh, Madeline, thank you so much for doing this with me. Where can we find you and your things? Um, at it's heart space on Instagram. Or just heart space, all lowercase, one word on Spotify, Apple Music, mm-hmm. anywhere you want to stream your music. And then um, if you want to li- not listen, if you want to look at my photos, <laughs> you can go to yeah. itsmads.photos on Instagram or itsmadsphotos.com. Yeah, I did awesome. that smoother this time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. It's good music. It's good photos. Do it. Uh, yeah, so I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Madeline Omaker. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom is available now, streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background or show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy it on Bandcamp and get bonus content so you can sit alone in the dark with your headphones on and listen to the album in its entirety while reading and looking at the bonus content. I also make music with PowerCycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music, because by supporting me, you're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are, love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong.